Welcome to Work, Play, Obsession, a podcast about life and jiu-jitsu, where each week we'll be taking a look at the latest competition scene results, as well as interviews and roundtable discussions about the jiu-jitsu lifestyle and self-defense. Don't forget to go to workplayobsession.blogspot.com for in-depth news and analysis, as well as bonus training techniques. Welcome back to another episode of Workplay Obsession Life in Jiu-Jitsu. Thank you for tuning in this week. Hope you guys have uh, been training hard and prepping up for this holiday season. Uh, First thing I want to hit you guys with is an announcement for the week. Uh, New uh, gym opening up in the DMV. We have Second Gear Jiu-Jitsu going to be opening up here in Laurel, Maryland. Um, Head instructor Kenneth Brown is going to be over there. I have had Ken on a couple episodes. Train with him on a regular very philosophical thinker, great, great practitioner of the art, and just a great guy uh, to be around, talk to, loves jujitsu, loves the impact it has on people's lives. Great guy. If you get a chance, uh, I think the soft opening is in March, full opening possibly in, in April time frame. Not exactly sure, but uh, Kenny's on Facebook and on Instagram, so check it out. Um, be on the lookout for that. I think it's going to bring uh, great things to the area. Another great, great team standing up, and, and hopefully some new uh, practitioners of the art spreading spreading the love of uh, jujitsu throughout the DMV. Um, yeah, so that's that's my big plug for this week. Major announcement. Announcement number two is the uh, David Porter uh, bringing back the Bravo DVDs uh, soon to be out. Um, as those, those of you guys that follow the podcast on the regular uh, knew I did a competition in December or a promotional giveaway in December. I thought that that was going to be out by, by January, a little New Year's gift for somebody, but I was held up in production. But, but I'm happy to say I received an email uh, earlier this week in the news saying that that thing should be on its way shortly. Once I get my hands on it, I'm going to re- release the name of the, of the winner of that promotion and get it out to them right away. I'm pretty excited to uh, have a copy for myself to get my hands on. If you haven't seen uh, Dave Porter in action or seen some of his videos on YouTube, he's hitting that Bravo choke from left, right, upside down, uh, some really unconventional setups. It's pretty interesting to watch, even more interesting to put into your game. Some great things happening once again in DMV. Another guy that's that's really um, intelligent with his uh, jiu-jitsu knowledge, very open, uh, giving to the sport. Very easy to, to talk to if you have questions, and he's always ready and willing to, to reach out, helping hand or support or training or, or visits to build uh, jiu-jitsu in this area. Um, one thing I, I, I would be uh, remiss if I didn't, I didn't mention, I, I don't really want to get into it uh, because I'm friends with people on both sides of the fence, but for those of you guys that follow, follow jiu-jitsu closely, big events recently, we had... Um, a sort of riff between uh, some some people in the area regarding an incident over junior black belts or a program of training, and and like I said, I don't want to get rid. Uh, I don't want to really talk about it, but I did want to mention. Yes, I'm following the story. Yes, I do have an opinion on the story. Uh, I was told by a couple people I should do a podcast on it. That's what the podcast is for. To, to speak to the people and get get the word out to the people on what's going on. But like I said, in this particular scenario, I have friends on both sides. 
Uh, I know that people on both sides um, are good people and have good intentions. They always mean well for jujitsu and for their students and for um, spreading the art throughout the DMV. So for that reason, I will just say, yes, I do have an opinion on the matter. I do understand the intents from both sides of the situation. So um, I just hope that it's all resolved and, uh, and we just go forward with the growth of jujitsu sport, jujitsu self-defense, jujitsu, um, whatever is your approach to it, why you do it, why you love it, or why you uh, continue to dial into this podcast um, based on life and love of jujitsu. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But um, yeah, it, it's out there. You know, it's on uh, pretty much every major jujitsu site. Uh, many major uh, jujitsu practitioners and well-respected people in the community have spoken about it. So if, if you really feel you need to, uh, to dive into it a little bit more, um, there's plenty of media out there for you to follow up on that. Um, so, so what did I really want to talk about this week? Um, I took a trip out to uh, Soldier Fit in Frederick, Maryland today. Thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Actually, it was pretty interesting. I was there warming up, and I saw Ken Brown come in, and he was surprised that I was there. I, I told him uh, jokingly that I, I'm stalking him. I'm trying to uh, uh, gain. I'm like a sponge trying to take in all of his knowledge, so I'm following him around on the mats. But no, uh, just a just a lucky a lucky coincidence for me that uh. Ken showed up to uh, Soldier Fit Frederick today, and uh, I got to pick his brain a little bit. What's interesting, what I did notice interesting is the class ended, and about six six or so people stayed after for at least an hour uh, to an hour and a half just to continue to drill, to pick Ken's mind, to to talk about some things they were having trouble with. And that's that's really great to see when people that the class is over and they can just you know, change their clothes, take a shower, head on the road and do the next thing. You see that people that love the art so much and want to give so much, they stay there for hours of just drilling and and, and questioning and answering and bonding as a group over this love of uh, jujitsu. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That was great to see. I also saw Kenny at work. I saw the wheels turning and I saw the, the light bulbs coming on. He came up with like two or three different things uh, that I had never seen before just within that hour and um of course i i'm not ready to implement them into my game yet i've got a lot of other things i'm working on but it's just it's just great to see uh the mind at work and to see that there's so much uh out there uh, to learn the sport is evolving so quickly the the art is growing so rapidly um, not only by uh, techniques and applications but by practitioners and academies so it's great it's a great time um, and so that leads me into uh um, I want to talk about the love of, of the leg lock game, the love of uh, ankles, toes, heels, knees. Um, it's pretty interesting, right? Because there was a point where everyone thought, hey, if you're attacking uh, these toe holds and ankle locks, that's that's the dark side, man. That's that's the evil part of the game. And, and thou shalt not speak upon those people that that train uh, to attack in that manner, you know. But we've seen the evolution of the sport, um, not only from the the no gi side of um, the major major part that leg locks take, but it's starting to come or play a larger role in the gi game as well. And it's it's really interesting because from my perspective, 
I have two completely different games now. I mean, when I look at Nogi, I'm looking at the leg lock game, which I'm terrible at, and I'm terrible at Nogi as well, but that's that's another story for another day. And then when I look at it from the Gi side, and I'm looking at the leg attacks, I'm really just concentrating on how to identify the attack setups, and then how to either counter the attack, or just really just prevent the attack, or to go to the next phase from there. I'm not really looking at setting up a leg lock attack style game in the gi that's not that's not the game i I prefer but i do want to be prepared for um my opponent if that is their style of 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 game so i was thinking about it today i was like wow this has happened really quickly and uh it's spreading like like wildfire thanks to things like ebi and a lot of the uh the other uh no submission type of tournaments in the nogi that it's really really attractive um to to the nogi practitioner so recently we had uh josh hayden came in to i think he was at ascend academy a uh, shout out to gary gioni who just uh got a couple um stripes on his brown belt uh gary's awesome guy trains uh, uh under pedro sour and uh, he brought in or worked to help bring in uh uh, Josh Hayden to the area to teach his 80-20 leg lock system. Awesome, awesome event. Unfortunately, I missed it due to a uh, family obligation. But I've been picking everyone's mind that I could that I knew went to the seminar because uh, I'm one of those guys. I'm sure I'm not the only guy, but who who uh, subscribed or purchased the uh, the online content because I was so interested in seeing hey how do, how do these how does Josh set up his attacks and then how can I use this just to slow someone down so that I can work my game into it. And um, working with the guys up at Soldier Fit today, I found out some really cool little tricks and tips that I'm going to use and add into my game um, to, to, to make it better. So I, I was just curious to hear from some other people out there, um, what is something that they've been working on this year now that we're almost three months in? And uh, have you, how much of a role does the leg uh, lock game or attacking the legs, uh, how much, what percentage of your game is, is based on this? Um, I'm really interested to see how many people have, have made this a major part of their game or still consider this a, a taboo, so to speak, part of the game and just concentrate on uh, the, uh, I'll say traditional style of attacking, uh, mostly uh, above the waist, I guess, if you want to call it that. And, uh, what are, what are some of the opinions on there, on the leg lock game? So, yeah, that, that's that's why I dialed in today. I just wanted to hear what um, some feedback from people on there, what they think and, and how they think it's going to be going forward when it's just continuing uh, to grow. Um, what I think was another great example out there was the match with, uh, with uh, Gary Tonin and A.J. Um, Agarzam. Um, recently where, you know, everyone knows um, Gary for his phenomenal uh, leg locking game and attacking and relentless style of attacking. He throws on the gi and gives a highly reputable AJ a tough time. I mean, Gary won the match, uh, probably tore up AJ's knee is what they were saying after the, the event. But um, it just goes to show you that when people poo-poo on one idea and say, oh, you only do no gi and you only attack legs, that game's not going to work in the gi. Um, well, it worked. It was highly effective. Um, I know Gary's not just a, a slouch, 
you know, that was just sitting around on the couch only doing um, uh, no, no gi and, you know, kind of got lucky. But no, he, he's, he's very, very, uh, his game uh, proved to be very effective. So uh, I got to thinking about that as well. And, and I, I gained a lot of respect for Gary Tonin after the match because uh, in, his, in his post-match interview, he said, hey, this gi, this gi game's not for me. Um, I'm done with it. <laughs> you know, I came out here, I did my best. I was thrown off by a lot of the grips. It was interesting to see AJ do his scouting and tried to use a little bit of worm guard kind of technique or lapel wrapping technique to try to slow Gary down. And, and, and that threw him off, you know. But it was a, a great display of, of really two different styles colliding. Um, and it was very interesting to see to see Gary say, you know what, I, I'm going to be the guy to jump into what's technically your lane and and beat you at your game because i think if you if you strike that flip it and reverse it um and put aj and gary in nogi um i think it would be a much much easier victory for gary um and that's just my personal opinion but um interesting to see him put on the gi uh i think john danaher made a joke and said he would be interested to see if gary even remembered how to tie his belt so i thought that was pretty interesting and, but it was it was great to see him go out there and perform at that at that level. So yeah, guys, if you got a, a comment or an opinion on where you think the uh, the leg lock uh, attacking style or systems where you think they fit in in the gi game, or um, is that a reason why you prefer no gi over the gi game because it's more free flowing and there's more attacking and more styles of attacking? I'd like to hear how how people feel. Um, on the training front, doing a lot of drilling, um, especially for the people in, uh, in this, in our particular area, a lot of guys preparing for New York. I'd like to hear about how some of you guys are prepping, you know, uh, I want to do an, do an episode coming up on, uh, preparation for tournaments, whether it's preparation conditioning wise, preparation or of an increase in training, uh, preparation with diet and nutrition. I'd like to hear from you guys. And I'd like to put out some information to you guys on how some people I know, uh, how they train, um, how they change um, their their daily routine uh, to meet the demands of prepping for competition. I think it's pretty interesting. Everyone ha- everyone can learn. Uh, we can all learn from, from each other. And I'd like to get that out to you guys. As for me, I'm, I'm increasing uh, my, my uh, number of total hours on the mat. So I'm increasing a couple days here and there, switching out some uh, some of my strength and conditioning for more mat time, and also adding in uh, some kettlebell work. Kettlebell work I think is great for for grips, for the grip strength, great for the core, and just great for overall conditioning. It's easy to to throw in some rounds of kettlebell and then throw some rounds of uh, specific uh, jujitsu drilling in there, whether it's guard passing drills or guard retention drills, and then hop back and forth between that and some kettlebell rounds. So that's an idea for you guys out there if you if you're looking for something new to try. Or, or wondering what's a technique some other people use. Um, I've been having dreams of, uh, of, of grandeur. Um, sometimes I'm rolling and I see uh, my inner Leandro Lowe, which is nowhere near Leandro Lowe, but uh, in, my, in my mind, that's, that's what I vision. Um, but what are you guys, what are some of the, some of the guys that you, that you guys look up to and kind of model your game around? I'd be interested to, to hear. Um, some of your personal approaches to jujitsu, and if there's a guy you or, or gal you have that you that you style your game after and, and think um, that's how you're going to attack or, or defend or approach your 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 particular matches, um, 
not giving up any secrets. Um, just just what you uh, what you do out there. And I do find it interesting in this in this day and age of technology that people are they take what you say on a podcast. I could spill all my beans out here, and and people literally are using uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram as a uh, scouting mechanism. You know, I had a guy tell me once at a at a New York Open that he searched for me on on uh, on Instagram or YouTube to see if he could find out you know what my game looked like or watch me drilling to see what techniques I like to use. So it's happening out there. Um, I think it's I think it's very interesting. I mean, I'm 40 years old. I'm not going to be a uh, 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 adult uh, champion. I'm going to be up there in the Masters three or something like that. Uh, playing my old man game, but uh, by all means, uh, if you have the time on your hands, scout away. Uh, but I'll tell you straight up. I mean, I'm a. I like to style my game after, uh, I guess Leandro Lowe if, if I'm on bottom. But uh, on top, I just take what I can get. Whatever you're gonna give me, I'll, I'll take it. Um, it's nothing, nothing spectacular. Um, but uh, I like to hear, uh, especially leading up into tournament season, uh, or. It's always tournament season, but I guess leading up into the larger IBJJF tournament season, which uh, to those in the gi, it's it's the gold standard, I think, in my opinion, if we're talking about it in the gi. Um, I'm open for discussion and argument for no gi, for no gi competitions. But um, with the big tournaments coming up, I'm interested to hear um, what some of you out there, what are some of the um, things you use uh, leading up into those tournaments. I'm sure for you, for the adult class, I'm sure they do scouting uh, very much like uh, the rest of the professional athletes in the world. Um, but I'm interested to see some of the takes that people have, some of the drilling um, programs they use or some of the tr- training schedules that they use um, because I'm, I'm, I'm open to taking a little bit from everyone. Um, um, I'm an open book when it comes to discussion and then likewise, my mind is open to other ideas um, receiving from the other end. So I'd like to hear um, what you guys are doing out there. So short little ramble today. Uh, I'm working on getting some interviews lined up still. Um, it's tournament season, man. People don't want to sit down and talk on a podcast. They want to, they want to train. Uh, they want to sweat. They want to work. They want to grind because uh, that's what brings victories. You know, we can sit around and talk about doing jujitsu all day long, um, but the, the real time needs to be spent on the mat. So, um, it's getting difficult out there to sit some people down because they're they're focused. Um, I see them every day. Uh, some guys I see, you know, once a week or so, but um, guys are focused now. Tournament season's coming up. Hope to get out there and meet some of you guys, hang out a little bit, talk, watch some great jiu-jitsu, and uh, also show some, some at my level, some decent jiu-jitsu. Um, but I, I'll definitely give it the best I got. So that's one thing um, I will do. So... Uh, as uh, one of my friends says, uh, finish on empty, and that's that's what's in my mind. You know, at the end of the match, you're done. You give 100%. So, guys, keep training hard. Um, get your mind focused. Big season's coming up. I'll be at you next week. Keep grinding. Thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu-Jitsu download our next episode. Also, feel free to visit our blog at workplayobsession.blogspot.com. There you'll find photos, videos, in-depth analysis, and more often than not, weird ramblings from yours truly. Up, until next time, keep grinding, train hard.